Well, hello there. This is Henry Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, six days you shall labor and the seventh you shall rest. Okay, let us begin. We're looking at a simple truth. How do, what, let's, let's take a look at the nature of our feelings, our moods, our psychological experience. How are those things being shaped and created? So there's a fascinating Rashi in this week's Torah portion that really kind of lays out in a very clear sense, in a very clear way, how that how that's working. And he describes that the Jewish people encountered what was called uh, a big, big, big disappointment. They were moving in a certain direction toward the land of Israel, and um, and then all of a sudden they had to go back, and they experienced what was called kotzeruach, difficult uh, shortness of spirit. And he explained any difficult thing that's associated, any difficult thing is really a form of kotzeruach. It's a form of difficulty, a, 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 a narrowing of spirit. It refers to a situation where the heart, a person's, in Hebrew, in, in Jewish consciousness, the lave is really someone's mind. A person's mindset is too small to be with a certain pain. When a person, there isn't room in a person's heart, mind, a person's outlook to be with a certain pain, then it kind of, like, he can't be there. He has to run away. He has to fight it. He has to escape it. It's not the circumstance itself that is the actual direct cause of his aggravation, his pain, his suffering. It's the degree to which he has room in his mind, heart, to be with that pain. That is really what we're what we're pointing to. It's it's such a it's such a clear and beautiful kind of explanation of it, and that is. We're having an experience of life. It looks like we're having a direct experience of the world and the events that are shaping, that are unfolding inside of it. Those events could be unfolding now. It could be the version of recollection we have about our past. It could be what we anticipate to be coming our way. And we feel things. And then innocently, but mistakenly, we, we, we make a direct correlation. Oh, I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Obviously, because something is shaping that feeling inside of me it's directly pressing on me and thereby causing and arousing that feeling in me and the truth is that it's not really true it's it's not to say that there aren't things happening out there there are it could be there are things that are worthy of intervening or protesting or or um challenging etc but the experience the actual psychological experience of that of that event or that circumstance is not actually being created by the event or circumstance itself we're having a state of, we have a state of mind. We have an outlook in life that is, that is not static. It's moving. I, my moods are, 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 are taking shape in a way that I'm not directly the author of. In the same way as I've expressed in the past that there's a weather outside, there's also a weather internally. And I will do well to look at and watch and account for that moment-to-moment phenomenon simply because it's just real. It's just there's something 100% true and real about it. And it's an anchor. To be anchored in reality is a very helpful thing. And the alternative is to be anchored in in an illusion where I innocently but mistakenly link a feeling I'm having to a specific event or, or circumstance. And then without even noticing it, I'm going to start managing and analyzing and reacting and and trying to fix control or run from something and all of that innocent but mistaken act of analyzing running fixing in a sense is kind of holding my mindset in its place 
we all experience the flow of mindsets and moods. It's impossible not to have an unfolding and changing internal landscape. It might not be noticeable to us in a given moment, but it's happening. Our moods do move. And our experience of what is otherwise basically a relatively static circumstance is itself not static. And that that can awaken me, that can arouse in me an appreciation for what I'm hoping to discuss in this week's uh, conversation, this week's presentation. Where is it that I'm capable of making a, a, a choice or, a, or an effort that has potential to change things? And where is it where I don't, I, I, I would, I, there's a place in life that I don't have control over. I don't have control over the weather in the world outside. I don't really have control over the weather internally. I have a role to play and it begins with understanding what's true about my internal experience. I have a gorgeous role, a beautiful role, a powerful role. Part of that role is the acknowledgement of what's not in my control. That is a huge component of my role. And that's going to be my segue into this week's portion that I mentioned. Six days, the Torah says, six days you shall labor and the seventh day will be day of rest for our creator. In the Hebrew, it says, six days you shall labor. And the seventh day will be for, for Hashem, your God. So the understanding behind this is beautiful. There's a, a, an, on all seven days a week, there's a, a commandment, a mitzvah, a great, great spiritual accomplishment in remembering that there is a single simple source. Now, how we are meant to live with and express that awareness, that clarity, it varies. It differs between the six days of the week versus Shabbat. During the six days of the week, we're obligated to work. We're obligated to make an effort. We're obligated to exert ourselves and attempt to bring about all kinds of things in this world. We're meant to earn a living. We're meant to try and help others. We're meant to... Uh, we're, we are partners with the Creator, and we are well served to undertake to do work. But when we do that work, it's appropriate to know that ultimately we're His partners, and we don't literally control the way the, um, the, 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 the way the world runs. We don't literally have the ability to change the way people think. We don't literally have the ability to create um, a new phenomenon or money or a result. Nonetheless, we're commanded to undertake and to anticipate that we're going to get help. Then on the Sabbath, we experience that same clarity that there's only one cause, there's only one truth, there's only one power, except that here we're actively and actively stepping away from the whole notion of undertaking, where we are reminded like we really don't create things. During the six days of the week, it's not like we think that we do create, and on the sixth, seventh day, we, we realize, no, we don't create. It's all week long we realize we don't actually create, except that during the six days we make an effort as if we are capable of creating, knowing that our efforts won't be successful. There's no way our efforts can create without divine blessing, and we're obligated to undertake with that humility, with that courage, with that appreciation that as much as I'm responsible, I can't be successful without the blessing of my creator. And then on the seventh day, we, we, we kind of stop pretending that we are making an effort. We really acknowledge that there is no other source. There's no other power. It's, it's one underlying consciousness, 
but expressed in kind of two distinct ways. And this is very powerful to, to see. I've given the example before. It, 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 how liberating and how freeing is it when a person knows the difference between something that he should be making an effort at versus not? I've given the effort before, the example before of uh, running late to an event. I was taking a train to a bus station and the bus station was going to take me several hours to an event. And the bus only left like once a day or once or maybe twice a day. And I was making my way to a conference that if I missed the bus, I would basically have missed the entire first day of the conference. And I was taking the train to get to the bus and I'd left myself an appropriate amount of time but I was new to the location where the train, the subway train was running. And I realized after a few stops on the train that I was going in the opposite direction. So as soon as that happened, I waited for the next stop. I got off, I walked across the platform and then I proceeded to wait on the opposite side. But then I noticed that my, the time I had lauded for myself to get to the bus station on time was perfect, assuming that I didn't go in the opposite direction. But here, having gone in the opposite direction, I was in a little bit of a trouble. So I stood there on the platform and I looked down at the, along the, 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 the tunnel where the train that I needed would be arriving. And I remember making a serious effort, like a serious mental effort to draw the train through the tunnel. Like my mind was racing, my body was like clenched like the whole of me was engaged in an effort to pull the train down the track and onto into the station that I could board it. For whatever reason, it seemed like a reasonable thing for me to do. Like it was, it was an effort that I was making. I was making a sincere effort uh, by pushing myself, experiencing this like tense constriction exertion, like maybe that will bring the train faster. I kind of knew that it didn't make sense, make sense, but there was too, my, my, in the mindset I was in, it just felt like, no, 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 I'm, I have to, I have to do this. It looked like a reasonable idea. Now, obviously in retrospect, I realized that that's crazy. You know, it's crazy to, to make it, that's an example of a place where we would try to make a result that's just not in our, it's not in our domain. To try and make a result that's not in our domain is an exhausting thing. It's like absolutely exhausting. I spoke with someone very recently, a young man who's making a decision about where he is going to attend the next school. He finished one stage of schooling and now he's heading to another stage of schooling. And um, he is conflicted because there's a number of people that he cares for, teachers that he likes, he feels a loyalty to. And they seem in his mind, I'm not sure if this is actually true, but in his mind, they seem to have a preference, one for this direction, one for another direction. And he's stuck because he really, really wants them to like him and to feel good about him, to feel good toward him. And he's really frightened by the possibility that they might not, or that they might be disappointed or upset with him. And so he is quite committed. His commitment is to figure out how to make sure that they, that each of these parties still likes him. On the other hand, inwardly, without fully being conscious of this, he knows that it's not really possible. In the same way that I knew inwardly that I couldn't actually draw the train down the track with my mind or with my 
attention. Uh, but it obviously on some level, I did feel that it was reasonable that I could, and therefore I made the effort. So to here, this young man is, uh, feels quite struck. He feels quite constricted about the decision that he wants to make, that he needs to make, and the possibility that he might not get, he might, he might, the feelings of these two teachers might feel sour toward him. He doesn't want to disappoint them. He doesn't want them to be unhappy with him. And he knows, or at least he has some consciousness that he's not in control of whether they do feel this way or they don't. So when he asked me, what can I do? And we spoke about it. And then he said, you know, what it seems to me is that I need to be very calculated. And I'm really playing like a chess game. I'm like planning 10, 10 steps in advance, how I can make it so that they're not upset with me. And I can still do this, that, or the other. I said, that's fine. But I would add to your, I would add to your plan that, um, that you also make sure that the days are all sunny, you know, that, that in the location where you are, make sure that the days are all sunny. And he was like, huh? And I was like, look, what's the difference? Like, you don't really have control over whether these teachers feel warmly towards you or they're disappointed in you. And you also don't have control over, over, uh, over the weather. So if you're already making an effort to do things that are not in your control, so like, let's do some more. And, and I think he heard it. I asked him, is there anything wrong with what you're proposed? Like, do you feel there's anything unethical or irresponsible about the path that you want to take that might feel disappointing to these different people? And he said, no, no, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with what I'm proposing to do, even though it might be that one of them is disappointed or both of them are disappointed. So what we're left with, I said, is you you have a path that you understand to be responsible, and yet it, it doesn't have a guarantee of bringing about uh, their satisfaction and their happiness. Um, you know, what, what do you want to do with that? And, of course, in this present moment, he's, he's agitated, but he's listening. And this is our life. This is our life. And this is the power of the notion of Shabbat that, we're living Shabbat to me is is not a seventh day experience only. It's really a six day plus a one day experience that we're practicing this consciousness. It's the same consciousness, same consciousness. It's one single truth, and that is there's a single simple source behind everything. Nothing. There's no power in this world, including my own power, which has the ability to absolutely create. I nothing in this world is created except through this one from this one source of power. And I have power on loan from that power source, but it's not mine to use in a, in a direct and unilateral way. I can't literally single-handedly create a result with that power that's on loan to me. And so what I'm left with is the ability to, to walk in my life. I know that there's a single simple source. I know that there's only one power source. I know that I can't create results. Six days I meant to engage in the world of doing and seeking a goal and seeking a result while knowing that it's not my efforts directly that can create that result. It's my efforts that basically are what in Jewish consciousness would be referred to as creating a kli. It's creating a vessel. 
I'm looking to create a vessel. My actions can create a receptacle. I can make of myself someone who is um, open to and interested in and desirous of a certain result. And of course, it requires action. It requires planning. It requires real, honest-to-goodness exertion in this world simultaneously while knowing that I'm, I'm creating a vessel. I'm not literally causing the vessel to be filled. I'm creating a vessel for that which to be filled. It's like I'm kind of struck when I when I when I look for the wireless signal on my computer to attach to the to the to the internet network. I I can go and select the network that I want, but I can't I don't literally make the connection. I I wait. And then lo and behold, there's a, there's a flow. There's a flow that's flowing at all times. I don't need to generate the flow. That flow is going to come and reside in, in a receptacle that is, is capable of receiving that flow. Now, the truth is I'm receiving all the time. It's not precisely a metaphor because even whether I'm feeling warm, whether I'm feeling frightened, I'm on the receiving end of a divine flow. I can make myself into a vessel for blessing. I can make myself into a, a vessel for simcha, for joy. I can make myself into a vessel for um, inspiration. I can't create the inspiration. I can't put the inspiration in my vessel, but I can make a vessel. And that's the six days of the week that I'm, I'm, I'm engaging in, in vessel building, knowing that I'm not the one to fill the, the vessel. And then on the seventh day, I stop and I look and I acknowledge in a way that I'm no longer building a vessel, but with the same simple, with the same consciousness, the same truth. The way things get created is because there's a single simple source. And right now, I'm not going to try to in, in, create a vessel in a this world active building things sense. I'm 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 turning my heart to the creator of the universe. I'm I'm looking at reflecting on. Uh, spending time with family, with wisdom, with with my creator in conversation, not in a way that I'm trying to create in the world at large, but it's all one consciousness. Six days you shall labor, and then the seventh is a day of rest to our creator. It's all one consciousness, and the and and how fortunate how fortunate is a person who 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 truly appreciates there are places in his life where he has the ability to to create a vessel, and he has an obligation to create a vessel. But he also there's also a place in his life where his direct command is not to exert, to create a vessel. That's the whole business, is to not create and not exert to make a vessel.